C.S. Lewis writes, Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at its testing point, which means at the point of highest reality. Welcome to Elevate Ordinary. See you in a minute. Well, welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. And I'm Teresa Grodi. And we're back with another extraordinary conversation about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. Thanks for being with us here again on this show, with this conversation. I want to remind you, as always, before we get into our topic today, which is courage, that our patron community, if you want to, if you like this show, what we're doing on this show, you want to support it, you want to be a member of the community, if you want to follow along with, for heaven's sakes, our That Hideous Strength book club, which we'll be starting here soon, be sure to go to ElevateOrdinary.com and pick a level, support the show uh, in whatever way makes sense in your life, and join our community and follow along. Uh, it's going to be a great time. And the best way to do that is to also uh, download the Awaken app. That's where you can follow this and other shows on Awaken Catholic, as well as get access to all the cool stuff, as well as that community I just mentioned. Ah, my lips. It's going to be a, a day for perseverance because my, my mouth, my face is tired for all sorts <laughs> of reasons. Your face looks tired. So we're going to persevere through this one. That's our topic today. Courage, the virtue of courage or fortitude, of which an important part is perseverance, endurance. There's lots of words. Oh, gosh. All those words seem to perfectly describe a pilgrimage. <laughs> Did I forget something? <laughs> also. Also, you can join John, Mark, and Teresa Grodi yes. of Elevate Ordinary right. on pilgrimage um, in July 2022 to Rome, Assisi, and Medjugorje. And Father David Kidd. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be really awesome. Yeah. Father David Kidd is going to be our spiritual director. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be us, our oldest two children, and, and the new Grodi baby. <laughs> so it's going to be a rollicking time, no matter how you look. It's going to be a real pilgrimage. Rollicking. Yeah, it's going to be real. It's going to be real. It's going to be real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, you can find that at CatholicFaithJourneys.com. Click on Open Pilgrimages. Yeah. You'll find we should those. probably put something on the Elevate Ordinary website, too. It's a good idea. We'll do that. We'll do mm -hmm. that at some point. Anyway, today we're talking about courage or fortitude. The, the words are sort of interchangeable, often used to describe this virtue. Uh, this is part of this series we're doing, just um, going over the cardinal virtues we frequently refer to virtue on this show because it's just a great it's a great framework and paradigm that the church has given us to look at the ordinary life to see all those little opportunities that maybe up to this point we've missed and to bring them into the light of prudence and to turn them over to our God and and, and make them into something beautiful with and for God and so the the third of the four cardinal virtues is this virtue of fortitude or courage and it is the virtue, lots of ways we can describe it, and we will describe it in those ways. But one of those ways is to do the hard, right thing because it's right, even though it's hard. Say that thing again that gave me chills during the opening. <laughs> Crap, what was it? Oh, <laughs> you said oh so we started the, with this, this great The quote highest reality, virtue at its highest reality. Lewis writes, courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point which means at the point of highest reality. Oh, I love reality. <laughs> We're putting that one on a t-shirt. Oh, I love it. We've got our mug. We still owe uh, Rachel and um, 
Rachel, um, so Colin and Rachel, we owe them some a mug or two. So yeah, maybe we'll put that on a mug because we we had a bunch of ideas, but we never I actually got them reality. finalized. So I love reality. Jane Austen <laughs> says that at one point, staring That's, off into the clouds. <laughs> that is Go not ahead. a Jane Austen book. <laughs> reality. No one's staring off That's into the clouds. No, it's reality. Yeah, reality. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. That was it. That's the end of that thought. No, I love that quote because there is – it's interesting. On the one hand, the virtues are distinct and they, they have their particular areas and there's a, an important structure that they all fit into. But there's another way in which all the, the virtues are mutual, mutually reinforcing. You know, Prudence is necessary in a certain respect for you to be courageous or for you to be just or for you to be temperate. But in a different respect, um, to be more prudent or truly prudent or – prudence at its highest reality, it involves courage, you know, to turn to reality, especially when reality is difficult or shocking or scary or embarrassing or whatever it may be, that takes courage. And so courage gives us this description of what what any of our faculties or virtues look like when they're tested and when they persevere through that difficulty. Courage describes that that, that essential intactness that remains when we push through that difficulty and remain true to what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm just thinking about The Green Knight. Yes. Don't watch that movie. Terrible movie. <laughs> Please don't watch it. So but much promise. So much promise. Don't push through the four terrible scenes in it. And that has been your Elevate Ordinary movie review <laughs> uh, moment right there. The Green Knight. Well, so The Green Knight. Thumbs down. Makes you feel like, I mean, you are watching a slothful person. Mm-hmm. Like a slothful person. Right. Who doesn't actually have courage he has reaction and i think that you see this sometimes in marvel movies okay don't watch the green knight i just want to reiterate that again (laughs) um in marvel movies like do do whatever you want what was that movie where groot is a teenager that's the second uh guardians of the galaxy movie. okay so the entire this drives me insane the entire time Groot was Groot teen was playing on the video games, like, giving sassy Groot like comments. Yeah, and then at the end, he's he's the salvation of everyone. He like he like does the, the one thing at the right time that saves the whole day. And I think that that's what people think courageousness and the hero is. Right. It's the person who can live lives their life however the hell they want. <laughs> Ooh, right. we just got wait we didn't get pg-13 moment. we didn't because we're allowed one f word <laughs> that's a, 13 right I, someone confirmed that for me i, I heard that's a thing that a, a pg-13 so is allowed to have one we F-word. won't get pg-13 we're gonna stay well below that yeah um well that like at the right moment you'll yes. be able to just do right the heroic thing and yeah. i think that that's what we think we do mm-hmm. we think that like why? Well, because I'm well educated. Right. We into, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, we intellectualize <laughs> yeah. the virtues. We, we I'll sit be on able to do the right thing at the right read time. News stories, and we have a lot of feelings, and we say, well, if I was in that scenario, I would certainly be one of the good guys. I wouldn't be one of those people who, you know, like you know, turned over the Jews to the Nazis. That's true. I wouldn't do that. But every day we are becoming the person who we are and are going to be. You are what you do every day. You are what you do repeatedly. And if you're not actually practicing courageous, you have no business expecting that you're going to be courageous when they show up at your door or whatever the situation may be. These are habits. These are these are momentum of your soul in one direction or the other. So you're either becoming more mm-hmm. courageous or you are becoming the opposite or the opposites of that. Yeah, I think momentum is a great word for courage. 
because you are courage, the courageous moment yeah. is something that is led up to. Yeah. It's not something that just happens because you happen to see the movement that's going to save the day. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Um, there's a couple components to, to courage, to a couple key components. There is an endurance and attack. There's, we want to think of these two aspects of courage that there's the endurance aspect, whereas we ensure that the good is done despite evil. And so we're enduring difficulty or, or evil or um, you know, waiting in, in, or in terms of patience or different virtues. There's the endurance aspect, enduring evil. There's also the attack aspect. And the way I like to, our good friend here in the diocese, Greg Schleter, likes to say, are you taking territory in your life? There is the aspect of courage whereby you you accept God's upward call to not just endure, but to go beyond, to go further, to 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 strive for greatness. You know, the the virtue of magnanimity uh, is is connected to the virtue of courage, which is this this accepting the call to be great. You know, it, it again, it's all it always attends. It's always deriving from prudence. It's never doing the thing that's unreasonable for you, the thing that God's not not calling you to do or to be, but it is accepting that he's calling you always upward, mm-hmm. higher up and further in. That's what he's calling you to. And so courage involves, you know, again, driving from prudence and justice, knowing what my responsibilities are, the relationships that I'm in, the duties that I have, not just the minimum, but the maximum good I'm striving to do. And then in the in the face of evil or difficulty or just the mortality of, of life, you know, the, the inconstancy of life to endure evil but also to to attack the strongholds of evil in my life to get over those humps so I can take new territory in the different areas of my life. They're all involved in this virtue of courage. Thoughts. I, I had many thoughts okay. and I was thinking them too hard. <laughs> well, don't, hurt, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> They're new okay. thoughts. So it's going to take some time. Yeah. Now I was just thinking about um, for a while. Yes. And this is, I actually think that this is very common mm-hmm. among educated women Hmm. okay Mm -hmm. um the propensity to have panic attacks Hmm. okay or to have physical manifestations of the opposite of courage Hmm. see it was an unformed thought that i was thinking really hard this for a moment yeah so because when you have when you have recurring panic attacks Mm -hmm. usually what a psychologist will tell you is that when you feel a panic attack coming on Mm -hmm. don't flee that situation Uh, because if you flee that situation the first time it will make the next one more difficult okay so um there was a point where i didn't realize i was having panic attacks postpartum all kinds of fun stuff um but i thought i was allergic to everything yeah okay and once i realized Mm -hmm. That I would have allergic reactions even when I'd think about the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I, you know, you're like, well, I'm going to eat all those foods. Mm. I'm going to smell them. I'm going to put them on my face. <laughs> because it's like. Yeah. Nip that right in the yeah. bud. Yeah. So I, anyway, that was an unformed thought. No, that's great, actually. So you, yesterday. You make sense of it, Yesterday, um, I was <laughs> actually emceeing uh, the No Loved, Known Loved Served con- uh, Education Conference here for the Diocese of Toledo. Um, we were we were broadcasting live from the pastoral center in downtown Toledo to uh, educators, teachers, principals, 
homeschoolers all around the diocese on the virtues. We're talking about the virtues with regards to education. And Sister Mary Nutt uh, was her name, gave a great presentation on patience, which we'll talk about more in a moment, but it is a, a sub-virtue connected to courage. And one thing that she pointed out, again, kind of bringing different areas of human thought together, she pointed out that courage and patience, they really govern what St. Thomas would call the irascible appetite or a more familiar term, kind of our fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. You know, the part of us that that deals with danger when we when we experience a, a dangerous stimulus, how do we react? And courage is again the virtue by which we we turn that outward to face the difficulty that we mm -hmm. we we fight if it's necessary to fight, but we don't just reactively fight. Mm -hmm. We don't <laughs> we we flee if it's if it's reasonable to flee, but we don't reactively flee. It, we make a, a decision yeah. of how to respond to the danger. Dr. Yeah. Greg Bataro mm. says you turn towards the cross. Yes. He's a Catholic psychologist. Or I think like an AA or when you're recovering from addiction. It's called hugging the cactus, right? Isn't that <laughs> that sounds? Is that a thing? Maybe. We're, we're, Maybe I'm making this we're up. We're <laughs> starting it right now. <laughs> Hug the um, cactus. But Eat. yeah, like similarly, and and I find this with the children a lot, because um, I'm not somebody who likes to be like embraced by children <laughs> or touched by children. Um, makes me a really good mom. No, but like sometimes <laughs> when they when they do like when they're interrupting me and they want like affection, I, I do think to myself, I use Dr. Bataro's thing like embrace the cross yep. rather than like it, it builds up like almost like a panicky feeling in me, right. you know, that just spirals. Well, not spirals, but you if you're I mean. trying to flee it, yeah. But yeah. when you turn towards it, and you're just like, oh, oh I'm, I'm gonna... not actually not safe. Like this, is I sound fine. like this a terror. I might, I don't know. I well, might you're be like a terrible a cat. mom. You're a cat rather than a dog. Like you want to be touched when I you don't want like to, cats. in the manner you want to, and stop it. I'm already done with that. <laughs> oh gosh, so you went PG thirteen. We did. Oh, okay. I don't know. Was that what you were saying? I wasn't making it <laughs> an explicitly sexual reference, but okay, oh no, stop. we went. P we should have given a disclaimer at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> Pressing on, enduring, persevering here. Uh, fortitude must not trust itself. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to recover. We're going to recover here. You, you talk. I'll just laugh over here. Fortitude or courage must not trust itself. That's one thing that uh, uh, Joseph Pieper, our homeboy, you and me and Joseph Pieper makes three. Um, he points out that courage must not trust itself. Now, what does he mean by that? He means that, again, as, as something that's downstream, as all the virtues are downstream in a certain respect from prudence, Courage um, has to always remain connected to prudence. And again, a great example of this, let's use a Disney reference that all of us probably know, the, the character of Gaston. Now, is Gaston courageous? Well, in one respect, yes. Like in a, if we're using courage to mean sort of his general physical temperament, just like the, the nature that God has given him in terms of his character, like he's naturally not super afraid of danger. He'd jump in and have a fight at the drop of the hat. That's what the whole song is about, right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, but is he courage in the sense of being virtuous? Is he courageous in the sense of being virtuous? Well, obviously not because courage uh, for it to be a virtue must derive from prudence. It's not that you just do hard things or you're just not afraid or you just leap into danger. The point is, is that for that to be a virtue, it has to derive from the the prudent and just decision that this, this is the time. It's time to fight or it's time to hold fast. It's that decisive, reasonable aspect of it that then gives the form to this virtue. So again, courage must not rely on itself. It has to, it has to trust, it has to derive its direction from prudence and justice. 
and then it, and then it 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 we you know you put your shoulder against the against the thing and push. So any thoughts about that, babe? Uh, you're thinking so many yes, thoughts. I know, I know. Well, why don't we talk about patience? Because <laughs> I know you have lots more things to say about, about patience. About patience. Because that's a sub virtue here of of. It's the thing courage. that I'm best at. I know you're so good at it. I mean, you got to tell us all <laughs> how to be really, really patient. What did you? Are think you being about- serious? <laughs> I was just playing along with your joke. Talk about what you thought about patience before we started studying the virtues. Maybe give us some of that. Your impression of what patience meant. Well, I so I, I always say I thought I thought patience meant not punching. Yes. Like I got through this situation <laughs> not- and I didn't punch that person therefore i'm patient (laughs) i've grown in patience um but um yeah the more i mean the more that i've been a mother and been put in situations that actually test my patience you know now i'm just like why do people even get road rage (laughs) like this just doesn't make any sense when i used to get road rage a lot but now (laughs) but now it's like like once you have so many children, like the amount of, and our children are intense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they don't obey. I mean, we are like Dr. Ray Garendi, really good at. Well, we've got, a, yeah, we've got a lot of. Well, I mean, like passion, we are really consistent our with our punishments. <laughs> it's not like our kids don't get discipline. Um, but like they are just really hard to raise children. Um where was I going with this? Oh, patience. patience. So it's like after a while, you either like, you either learn to let go of your standards, okay, and the outcomes of certain situations so that you don't break your brain. Mm. You know, when you're not punching, you're always like on the verge of like breaking your brain. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm well, going to snap. Yeah. So, not <laughs> okay, punching. you shouldn't it, have had me talk no, about no, no, patience. No, no, no. Well, let me just build on a little you bit. You figure it out. So, it, <laughs> I, too, always thought of patience as, as strictly what happens on the outside, right? Yeah, I didn't punch. I didn't yell. I didn't. So it's all out there. Whereas the virtues helped us recognize that patience is a much deeper thing. God, if you as a result of our putting our trust in God, we have the grace and the grounds for a true peace that only God can give. Right. Yeah. The peace that only God can give. Things will be OK. Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good for those who love God. Well, and that there's that peace that you want to guard at all cost. Yeah. Okay. That peace, that place in you that is your, excuse me, your heart where God is, mm-hmm. whatever the heart is, um, that you want to guard that at all costs. And I remember thinking this the other day that like I had gotten in a scenario, we're going to Costco and I was just, I got so mad. I got so mad that our two-year-old who just learned how to speak started saying, if you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. One, two, three, four. Good job. Good job, mommy. I mean, he actually said that to me as I was getting him in the car seat. Um, but I realized as I was driving to Costco and then the kids are all listening to Blondie and whatever, I had time to think finally that the place that I made the mistake was long before before, and that there was no recovery possible. 
You know what I mean? Like once I got to that point of allowing my inner peace to be um, disrupted, so it was, I was gone, you know, and anything but like time alone, which you can't have as a parent, you cannot manufacture time alone. Um, It's simply dangerous, (laughs) Um, especially with a two-year-old. So like, I, I have to guard that at all costs because I get past a point where I'm just like yelling, yelling. yelling. There's just no stopping. Everything makes yeah. me mad. Yeah, it's, you know? it is difficult to re- – one of the reasons it's difficult to recover from that is, again, because our our misapprehension of what patience is makes us misidentify where the sin occurred. And, again, I'm mm-hmm. using sin in the very gentle sense here of missing the mark. It's not, It's a very small sin, a very subtle sin, and it happens so quickly where we – we, we give up that peace. Mm-hmm. We trust ourselves rather than God. And we, we start to hold on tight and try to control the situation. And when you do that, a small miss of the mark has occurred. And you you instinctively try to double down on that and get more control and hold on tighter. And it's difficult to get to that place where you can you can have a, a, a reversion. You, yeah. can, you can invite, God, I'm so sorry that I stopped trusting you and I tried to... <laughs> Force forcefully manage the situation. It's it it takes some time usually and some space yeah. to invite the, you know, to invite God back in. Um, but again, understanding patience better helps us to again be more courageous in this specific sense. Let me read this great quote from Joseph Pieper about patience because this just kind of again blew our minds. Given that we always thought we were patient and the way that we thought what we thought patience meant. He writes, patience in sharp contrast to the ideas of classical theology has come to mean an indiscriminate self-immolating crabbed, joyless and spineless submission to whatever evil is met with or worse deliberately sought out. Patience, however, is something quite other than the indiscriminate acceptance of any and every evil. The patient man is not the one who does not flee from evil, but the one who does not allow himself to be made inordinately inordinately sorrowful thereby. To be patient means to preserve cheerfulness and serenity of mind in spite of injuries that result from the realization of the good. Yeah, you know, sometimes you meet holy people. Mm -hmm. And it's possible in whatever state you're in, you look at them and you're like, oh, they're just fluffy. They don't care about doctrine or look look how they treat, you know, this situation is if there's no doctrinal error and you know, like, but when you get to a, or, or that girl's wearing a mini skirt at church, why didn't that priest say something? Why you know, isn't he like, more judgmental? You need to be more I, judgmental. I, I know. But like when you grow in virtue, you begin to be less white knuckled and more like more discerning. Well, more just loving first. Mm-hmm. I mean, like thinking about trying to move from, like a really lustful mm. part of your life, mm-hmm. uh, all your teen years, right? <laughs> um, into a mature sexual relationship in marriage where, you know, like y- you become the person who can see a body of the opposite sex, which, you know, you have to when you have children, right? You can't see those bodies in the same way that you might have seen them before. Mm. Um and you bec- you just become somebody who looks at things with a different different eyes yeah. a different heart um and it may look like you're fluffier you know or like you don't care about you know the doctrines and the precepts of the church and like but it that it really is just a different lens yeah it's whether in which mercy is the you, you know like mercy and love 
come first. It doesn't mean things aren't important, but it just means that they come yeah. first. Well, neither. So neither your. I mean, your sin often comes as a result of you just being a person who just follows your whims and feelings. But sometimes we can switch to where our religion, our interactions with other people, are based on our feelings. And so, like, they're based on our judgmental feelings. They're based on our, you know, intense feelings about the way things should be done. And that too is is a sin that too is wrong because it's not a, it's not a virtuous act. It's not a prudent act. We're not being led by our reason and our, 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 um, a patient will of what God wants uh, you know, from this place of peace. We're just reacting. And so again, there's this great mutuality between courage and prudence, between tre- temperance and prudence, which we'll talk about more. You just brought up there, but like if we're patience allows us to remain prudent in difficult situations so we don't slip into just reacting. No, we're able to remain at peace and keep reasoning about the situation. You know, whatever's going on, what is the best response here? What, God, what is God calling me to? How can I really help this person in front of me? Whether it's the, the kid who just pooped on the floor or the person who's dressed inappropriately at mass or whatever it is. What's, how do I love this person as God loves them in this situation? And again, it's not a matter of my feelings necessarily. Sometimes my feelings are not going to be in line with what's reasonable and true. But I have to, the patience and courage, they, they help me to maintain this place of, of reason and objectivity so I can be attentive to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. So patience is so important. Let me just finish that quote here. He, he continues, patience does not, impli- sim- uh, does not imply the exclusion of energetic forceful activity, but simply explicitly and solely the exclusion of sadness and confusion of heart. Patience keeps man from the danger that his spirit may be broken by grief and lose its greatness. Patience, therefore, is not the tear-veiled mirror of a broken life, as one might easily assume in the face of what is frequently presented and praised under this name, but the radiant embodiment of ultimate integrity. In the words of Hildegard of Bingen, patience is the pillar which nothing can soften. And St. Thomas Aquinas, following Holy Scripture, summarizes with superb precision, through patience, Man possesses his soul. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Like that is such a great summary of patience and then courage as the, the overarching virtue here. It's, it's the, the virtue by which you remain in possession of your soul in spite of whatever dangerous or evil or scary or intimidating or frustrating things are going on around you. You remain in possession of your own soul so you can continue to remain in the presence of God, to remain prudent, to remain attentive to the Holy Spirit, to remain trying to do what is good and right in that situation. Yeah. What do you think, babe? Anything else? Anything else there? There's nothing here. There's just nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we're both kind of worn out there. I'll leave us with one of our favorite quotes here on Elevate Ordinary, which is G.K. Chesterton's quote about adventure and inconvenience. He writes, An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered, and an inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. All the virtues play into this question of whether we're going to see the inconveniences, the ordinarinesses of life as the adventure or vice versa. And all the virtues play into that. But again, in a particular way, we can see how courage plays into that. If we can, if we can remain courageous, turn into the danger, turn into the fear, turn into the cause of our potential impatience. Hug the cactus. Hug the cactus. <laughs> then we can begin to see the inconvenience as the adventure that it is that God's giving us. 
Well, babe, thanks for the discussion, as always. Thank you for joining us for this conversation on Elevate Ordinary. Again, if you like what we're doing here, the, like these discussions, if you want to be part of our That Hideous Strength book club, um, please join our patron community. It is called The Manor at St. Anne's. That's the name of the community, which is a reference to uh, a place that shows up in, uh, in That Hideous Strength, this great book by C.S. Lewis. Join us at elevateordinary.com. That's where you can choose a level to support the show at and get access to that patron community. And that patron community itself, it resides in the greater Awaken Catholic uh, ecosystem, which you can access via the awakenapp.io. It's a great app to access this and other shows, as well as our patron community. Get cool stuff for the communities you're part of. Lots of great stuff going on there, so check that out. And finally, again, another opportunity to connect with us and to continue these discussions in person would be to attend our upcoming pilgrimage in 2022 in May. July. <laughs> July. July. I, I never get the month right. <laughs> uh, Rome, Assisi, uh, Medjugorje, us, Father Kid, a couple of our kids, more than a couple of our kids. <laughs> He's so fastidious about the word couple. Yes. It yes. must mean two. It does. It does, it does mean two. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. We'll talk to you more next time. God bless.